Good evening, and welcome to Adventure and Interviews. I'm your host, Erthrin Diriario. Tonight, we'll be talking to another one of my traveling companions, a woman of formidable intellect and remarkable skill, Lillison. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Thank you for having me, although, where exactly are we? Blue Water Inn, as always. Don't worry, the way this is set up, it'll cut out all the noise from Metreon snoring mostly, and from Kiva and Esmeralda arguing in the kitchen, as they do, or flirting, one of the two. Remarkable. Uh, with that device over there? Yeah, Blinksky did a great job with it. I don't even know what it is, but it's wonderful. Fascinating. All right. So, I'm just going to ask you a few questions about yourself and what made you the person you are. First off, what's the trait you most deplore in yourself? Well... You aren't going about this with half measures at all, are you? What a question to pose first. I've found it helps get things out of the way. Jump right in the cold water, so to speak. Is jumping into cold water supposed to be healthful in some way? I don't swim at all, you see. Some people think so. I do it because otherwise you draw it out and the whole affair's miserable. What, and then you move on to the hot water or something? Nah, you just get used to it with old time. Really? Fascinating. When did you learn how to swim? Oh, well, I was really young, you know, and my dad's an old oyster diver. That's what he did back in Ofstra. So he took me out to the beds and taught me to hold my breath for a little bit of time. Hey, I'm interviewing you. Oh, very well, then. Go on. Next question. All right. What's the trait you most deplore in others? Mm, Vulgarity. I don't expect everybody to be... Perfectly genteel, but I don't understand those who go out of their way to make themselves unpleasant to other people. If what they wanted was to be left alone, that's much better done by simply being boring. And what's your greatest extravagance? Books. Yes, books. Also blank journals. Do you know the number of blank journals that I own and haven't written in just because the covers are too beautiful? Enough to make for one very embarrassing bookshelf. It's not embarrassing if no one ever sees. Fair enough. And what's your current state of mind? Truthfully, apprehensive. Are you writing these down? Am I supposed to read them back to you under a zone of truth at the end? Well, frankly, I was more interested in getting to know you than interrogating you. If I were looking to uncover your deepest secrets, this would be hilariously transparent, would it not? I'm not asking you to spill your guts, just want to know more about you. Yes, but who gets to know someone better, armed with a clipboard and a list? Me? Well, I'm interested in preservation, too. Come a century from now, I'd like to be able to remember you. Memory starts to lie after long enough, and, well, paper doesn't. A century from now, I'm going to be... Yes, just old enough that I will consider this entire thing cringe, as they call it, and wish you had misremembered me in some other way, probably more flattering. A century from now, I'll just be happy to see you still breathing. Yes, well, I suppose it is also assuming a lot at this point to be talking about seeing next year, much less next century. Unfortunately. What do you consider the most overrated virtue? Innocence often confused with ignorance. I don't advocate for deliberately shocking or horrifying anybody, but the lengths to which some will go to protect somebody's innocence, 
How is anybody supposed to make good judgments without good information? In a similar vein, on what occasion do you lie? I never lie. Really? All right, I rarely lie. Outright lies are so gauche and so difficult to explain away once you're caught. It's much more elegant to provide just enough information. Absolutely true information, by the way. That just happens to induce others into filling in the gaps from their own expectations and believing a misleading larger picture. Certainly more effective, I'll tell that much. You've got it down to a science. Thank you. And you've started poking at the scientific principles underlying the field, have you not? Unfortunately, yes. Unfortunately? You don't have to continue doing it, you know? It would be very easy to stop. And you'll understand for me to continue to see you as a friend and not someone I need to be afraid of. Yeah, I do. Well, that sounds like a you problem. Didn't mean to imply that it wasn't. Who's the greatest love of your life? What does this mean? Am I supposed to pick someone whom I think approaches ten most closely? No, no, no. Sorry. I, I mean, platonically. Well, given that I only left my childhood home, let's see, five weeks ago, I think I will need to get back to you on that one in, like, a century or two. If you had to pick now, though, as yourself, not the indeterminate person Millicent will be. <sighs> Must I? I've barely had any choices to consider yet, and I don't think you'll like any of them. I'm a historian, not an arbiter of your worth. I'd like to know. Why? What valuable insight does this provide? How did Metreon answer? Metreon said his was himself. You can only go up from here. Fine. Strahd. <laughs> Fine. Next question. When and where were you happiest? Mm. A few weeks ago, I would have said, well, you remember the story that I told you about the party that I was allowed to attend as a child? Yeah, the night after Strahd attacked the end. It was a wonderful story. Well, now I might have a different answer. It was not that long ago, in the Abbey in Kresk. In the Abbey? Uh, forgive me, but what happened there that was so wonderful? Are you particularly fond of fallen angels? No, I, I, mean, I mean, maybe, but that's not relevant. The abbot was able to tell me something that shed light on a mystery that I've been living with all my life. Oh, that's wonderful. I'm really happy you could clear that up. Although, you've got me curious what sort of questions someone like that could answer. He can answer quite a lot, it would seem, if one approaches him the right way, and is able to sift through everything he says. You should try it sometime. I'll keep that in mind. What talent would you most like to have? This probably comes as no surprise to you of all people, but I want to learn to be a wizard. Can you talk about why? It all comes back to control, doesn't it? I can control my magic now to a point, but 
Only the sort of stranglehold control that knows how to suppress. I need to understand magic. How to break it down and put it back together again. Truly control it through true knowledge. But it isn't just that anymore. I also want to be able to wield a blade and fight without ever faltering. And I want to be able to create marvels with my own hands. And I want to be able to aim a bow and make my arrow fly true at any target I choose. I want to be able to do things, to be someone who can dream of achieving greatness, have my whole wide-open future given back to me, instead of always existing in the smallest space possible, doing the least harm. Wow. That's a really good answer, Lillison. I would also like the ability to get warm again, like ever. No, don't start a fire. All right. And what do you regard as the lowest depth of misery? To be powerless and to have all your decisions made for you by people who claim they love you. I think I'd have to be with you there. I'm, I'm sorry. Hmm. Did that ever happen to you, too? Once. It was after Ofstra, when I was raw as an open wound and desperate for somebody who would make me feel like I was worth something. He did. And all I had to do in exchange was to be precisely the person he needed me to be. And were you? I mean, did you? For a time. It wasn't good enough. I'm sorry, too. Thank you. Oh, so, what do you most value in your friends? Reliability. Discretion. Um, resistance to poison. (laughs) All right. Understandable. How would you like to die? Is that your idea of a threat? Listen, you'll know if I'm threatening somebody. Well, can I choose immortality? I'm afraid not. In that case, as publicly and spectacularly as possible, in some way that gives a lot of people very strong emotions. So we're talking like being burned at the stake, but it's for a crime you didn't commit and you've strapped 50 pounds of alchemist fire beneath your dress? For a crime I absolutely did commit, but for the right reasons. Not because I want to be some sort of vigilante hero, you understand, but because I should hope I could get out of any false accusations. This seems increasingly less like a hypothetical and more like a plan. It isn't officially a plan until I can source that alchemist fire. And do you think Ez would let me borrow some of hers? No, and her? Absolutely. Alright, one final question. I'm going to ask you a few names, and I want you to tell me the first thing that pops into your head for each. Don't try and screen it, just let it happen. Kiva. Ava. Amdi. Truffle. Metreon. Wine. Strahd. Sunlight. Erthrandir. Suggestion. Lillison. Are these our weaknesses? Do you just have those cataloged? That's 
Not a question on your list, is it? So I don't have to answer. Ahem. Question number 15. Are those our fucking vulnerabilities, Lillison? Well, are they? I haven't tested them yet. You know, I recently got a letter that assured me that one of those weaknesses was off the table. I'm sure you did, Erthrandir. Oh, no, you don't. It is in my bag, sealed in three layers of waterproof fabric with an alarm spell set to activate if anyone touches it. It is not gone anywhere. You know that. I know that. And, well, if I hadn't telegraphed my weaknesses already, I'm sure I'd just given you another. Ahem. At any rate, Lillison, thank you so much for coming. Thank you, Erthrandir, and I hope you have learned something. That's horrifying and ominous, but wouldn't expect anything less. And until next time, dear listeners, stay safe and take care.